Oh, man, I love this. This is this is going to be my jam. Last week, we got started in a conversation with Mike Foster. He's the author of a book called The Seven Primal Questions. He also happens to be my executive coach, my therapist. And his book is about seven different questions that we ask ourselves. And those questions drive our personality, drive our interaction with the world. Questions like, am I loved? Am I safe? Am I secure? And every person actually has a dominant question. It's one of these personality theories. I think it's unbelievably powerful. We actually went for a really long time, so we decided to cut the conversation in half. If you have not heard the first part of the conversation, that is last week's episode, episode 123 of the Business Made Simple podcast. This is episode 124, where we are going to continue the conversation. Last week, we covered the first three questions. Today, we're going to cover the final four. If you feel like you are being driven by something, but don't know what it is, if you sometimes get rattled, you get frustrated, and you don't know why, those questions might be answered for you today. So with that, I want to welcome you to the Business Made Simple podcast brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Every week, we help you optimize your small business for revenue and profit using our six-step plan from the book, How to Grow Your Small Business. Start creating your six-step plan for growth at smallbusinessflightplan.com. I'm your host, Donald Miller. My First Million, hosted by Sam Parr and Sean Purry, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. My First Million features famous guests like Alex Hormozzi, Sofia Amoroso, and Hassan Minaj, sharing their secrets for how they made, you guessed it, their first million and how to apply their learnings to capitalize on today's business trends and opportunities. In fact, here is a great episode you should check out. The Acquired Podcast Host how they started and grew a multi-million dollar podcast. Sean and Sam are joined by the Acquired Podcast hosts, Ben Gilbert and David Rosenthal, to talk about scaling to a large podcast, the company they would like to own, the CEOs you don't want to compete against, and the 100-plus year history of Nintendo. Listen to My First Million wherever you get your podcasts. All right, question number four, am I wanted? Again, you're, you're really helping us differentiate between these things because we could confuse them with, you know, am I loved is, are we connected? Am I understood? Those sorts of things. What's the difference between that though and being wanted? So wanted is really just the need to feel accepted and pursued and to belong. So for this person, like their kryptonite is rejection. These people do everything they can in their abilities to avoid being rejected or left out. So I always say like, if you're a business owner and Joe's got a question for, am I wanted as his primal question, you want to make sure you're always inviting Joe to the team staff lunch. Okay. You, you want to make sure you're inviting him to Friday happy hour beers. You don't want him to feel left out because that's a big trigger for him. You just basically send him into the scramble. And so these people are also great leaders because they're incredible with inclusion Again, taking their primal question, putting it over somebody else. They're great at like noticing the outsider, uh, really making sure everybody's feeling like they, they belong and fit in. So it, it's a really powerful question, and, but clearly a difference between love and wanted. Another thing I should say, Don, on this, the question next to your primal question is also going to be very relevant. It's going to be an important need that you have. But it's not going to be your primal question. It's not going to be your apex emotional need. So, so you're saying like the like not unlike the Enneagram, 
the way it works like a clock where the two is close to the three, which is close to the four. Am I loved is very close to am I wanted, which is the next one over would be am I successful. That's okay. I get it now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see it. Yeah, that's interesting. So one of the ways that I feel safe is having enough money in my bank account, security, financial right. security. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm sitting down <laughs> looking at the list. Okay. Am, uh, number five, which uh, you have stated offline is the best one. Am I successful? You said this one is better than all of the others. <laughs> That's right. He did not say that, by the way. He did not well, say that. Well, what's interesting, Don, is these are our businessmen. These are our people who are producing wins and doing great things and building successful businesses because, again, it's just fundamental to how they approach life and relationships and their own value and identity. And so, it's a really fantastic primal question. Yeah. But again, Don, you know that you need to manage that well in you so you don't over-index on that. Or hurt, hurt relationships. Or, you know, there's plenty of people who exactly. are driven to succeed who have, whose private lives are absolutely disastrous. And they let this primal question take over. Okay, we got to get through this. Number six, am I good enough? What does that mean? Yes, this is a need to be valued and affirmed for who they are. Without the success, just me as, as a human being. Without the success. This Okay. Exactly. This is really more existential. Like, am I good enough to be here? Am I good enough to exist? These people tend to, who have grown up in sort of perfectionistic homes or hypercritical homes mm-hmm. or where... Mm-hmm. They felt like no matter what they did, they never quite measured up uh, in terms of their caretakers. And by the way, this is not an opportunity to blame our parents or blame sure, caretakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just this stuff happens. Parenting's hard. It's really a way to understand. And so the, for these people, the fear is being seen as flawed or imperfect. But we also have to remember that these people know intuitively this concept of value. They know how to create value, what is valued. They've studied value, you know, they understand that. And so these are typically very, very high performers, mm. uh, similar to the success people, but they're doing it for a different reason. You know, where successful people want to be successful and make money and have wins. These people are doing it for respect, value, just so that they can fit in in the world. Companies are under a lot of pressure right now, pressure to get more leads, close deals faster, and get better insights to create the best experience for customers. A CRM can help, but not just any CRM, one that is easy to set up, intuitive to use, and customizable to the way you do business. That is where HubSpot comes in. HubSpot CRM is easy for everyone to use on day one and helps teams be more productive. Drag and drop your way to attention-grabbing emails and landing pages. Set up marketing automation to give every contact white glove treatment. Plus, AI-powered tools like Content Assistant mean less time spent on tedious manual tasks and more time for what matters, your customers. HubSpot CRM has all the tools you need to wow prospects, lock in deals, and improve customer service response times. Get started for free today at HubSpot.com. And now back to the show. Finally, Mike, the last one. And I would say, you know, according to Viktor Frankl, and I even wrote a book about this, that it's a dominant, it's, a, it's an underpinning need. Do I have purpose? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm assuming that you and I are similar in the sense that Viktor Frankl would define this as meaning. 
to some degree. Maybe there's yes. a difference between meaning and purpose. But what are people who are specifically, it's their dominant question, they're looking for purpose. What does that look like or feel like in their life? Yeah. So I would say this question could be summarized as just the need for significance and impact. And so their core fear in life is not making a difference or working on things that don't matter. And so typically, like what I find with this, the research shows that people who grew up in religious homes where they talked about God and faith and doing something great for God tend to be imprinted with this question. And they, they live with this eternal angst that they're never doing enough. They're not impacting enough people. They're at this kind of normal business job when really they should be in Africa saving the world. And that's a, that's a big one. And we need to make sure that the need for purpose and significance isn't controlling our lives and we're sort of grasping for it and trying to go after it, but that we realize that our lives are already loaded up with all kinds of purpose and significance, no matter what the scale might be or how big it might be. I, one of the people I write about in the book is Jason Russell, who founded Invisible Children. Yeah. And some of us know the story, one of the most viral videos ever. Just they, you know, they're on Oprah and President Obama's tweeting about them and, and Angelina Jolie's loving what uh, Jason's doing. And then he has this massive breakdown, public breakdown, mental breakdown, and everything just collapses for Jason. And he was in my office about a year ago, and we were talking through some of this, you know, years later now, where he is wrestling with this idea that I used to be on top of the world. I was doing these big things, change, you know, this global activist, right? And now I feel like I'm doing all these small, insignificant things. And he was just wrestling with all of this sort of heaviness and burden. And I just remind him, I said, Jason, your life, there hasn't been a single day of your life that hasn't had meaning and purpose. And it, and what was funny, not funny, but just profound is when I said that to him, he literally just broke down in tears because mm. he knew that was true. What I was saying to him was true, but it was such a hard concept to embrace into his life because he was allowing his primal question of, do I have purpose? He was seeing the world answering it with a no, when really the whole time it's been answered with a yes. Wow. And that that's similar to that that, you know, open letter I wrote to the football quarterback, you know, the sense of, man, you got yes. nothing to prove. He's got nothing to prove. Exactly. That's interesting because, you know, just last night we had a fundraiser here at Goose Hill for an organization called Atlas Free, which is combating human trafficking. And uh Ambassador John Richmond was here and Jeremy Valorant, who runs that organization, uh, yes. and Callie and Laura, the, some of the staff there. And I've always, you know, especially like with, with John, you know John Richmond and Jeremy Valorant, you know those guys. Oh yes. Especially John, because I've known John for a long time, going on 20 years probably. And it's always been hard to understand how somebody with that kind of entrepreneurial gifting and leadership gifting, like what drives you to sacrifice your entire life? I'm revealing somewhat maybe a little bit about myself here, but what drives you to be so unbelievably altruistic? I mean, I I hope that my life is is a win-win for everybody I interact with because I love helping people succeed. And you have answered that question. It's the the question, do I have purpose? Because these guys are not interested in helping people sell more plungers. They're interested in getting, you know, women who've been sex trafficked, which there are 27 million in the world right now, freeing them. 
And it's it's yes. just it's not just convicting, though it is that to watch them. It's inspiring. You know, it's really pretty incredible. And I think you've just helped me understand what what drives them. It's his primal gift, right? That's it's Sean's his primal, primal gift. gift. And man, he has leaned into it so amazingly well. And so is, so is Jeremy and so is Scott Harrison at Charity Water and so and Jason Russell, and so many of our friends that you and I know and are honored to be around, I guess, or unworthy is what I should say, it, including you, Mike. <laughs> um, if you're listening to our voices right now, you can get the book on Amazon. Again, the book is called The Seven Primal Questions. Uh, will the book help us navigate our lives in depth? I mean, are we going to understand ourselves better, understand the people that we love better? What are the, some of the tools that you have in the book that help us do that? Yeah, one of the things that's in the book, and it's a really quick, easy read. I have worked really hard on to make this simple. Yeah, um, mostly from your own coaching, and you, you're always brilliant at like this. Make it understandable, make it simple, <laughs> and so I really applied that to this book. Uh, but within the book, there's a thing called a primal map, and it's it's a exercise that I take the reader through where you literally build a map, a, a kind of a guide for your life based on your primal question. And it looks, it helps you identify what your scramble looks like. Again, when you're trying to force your primal question back to a yes, we define your primal gift. What does that look like? We look at what primal truth living looks like. What does it look like for Don to know he's successful, not to ask the question whether he's successful? Wow. What are the markers of health for Don? And then one other concept that's in the book is this whole thing of primal avoidance. And this is where we avoid asking our question to the world. And it's really a protection mechanism. So like for me, I stop asking, am I safe by isolating myself? If I can just isolate myself and keep myself in this little bubble, that's primal avoidance. I'm no longer allowing anybody to answer that question, yes or no, because I'm no longer participating in the world in a way that that question may be answered yes or no. So there's for each question, there's this avoidance or this protection mechanism that we use. And so what we'll do is we'll map all of that out and literally you'll be able to see your life, understand your triggers, understand why you do certain things, why you make certain choices, why you avoid certain things. And I'm not just down my book here. Actually, this has been incredibly helpful for me. It's like I look at that and go, Yep, that's my foster right there. <laughs> that's the work that I'm supposed to be doing right there. These are wow. the issues that I need to uh, grow in. Oh, man, I love this. This is this is going to be my jam. Mike, this has just been awesome. The book is The Seven Primal Questions. I feel like we've been sort of panning for gold for the last hour, and we found a ton of it. And uh, I've not read the book yet. Uh, you just sent me a copy last night, uh, and uh, I look forward to diving in, but I can't wait for the audio version because I'm going to listen to it a few times. And mapping out that primal map sounds incredible as well. I love you, brother. I'm so grateful to know you, so grateful to have you as a friend, even more grateful to have you as a coach, and uh, honored to introduce you to a bunch of people that I love. You're so good at making people feel safe if they're wondering if they're safe, and also making people feel safe if they're wondering if they're secure. And also making them safe if they're wondering if they're loved and making them feel safe if they're wondering if they're wanted or successful or good enough or have a purpose. Uh, I think we're safe with Mike yeah. Foster. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely your gift. I, I hope so. I hope so. Well, Don, this is, uh, 
I thank you for helping me be more successful and all your listeners be more successful. And I love how you are just leaning into this incredible gift, this primal gift that you have. And I love being your friend. And it's just been a real honor to be able to to share this with uh, your listeners today. All right, man, I'm going to get better at making people successful and you get better at making people feel safe and we're going to love it. I love this. All right, Mike, thanks so much. Yes, thanks, Don. I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed this conversation. I, I find myself, after having had this conversation with Mike Foster, and I think you will too after listening to it, I find myself wondering, you know, what is my wife's question? I think I know. What is Bobby's question? What is JJ's question? What is my leadership? What is the individual leadership team question? And really, if you think about it, one of the most beautiful foundational thing about that is you're actually not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about somebody else for a, a minute and thinking about who they are and how they're wired and what their needs are. And it, to me, it just makes it so much easier to meet people's needs. And when people's needs are met, they just become the best version of themselves. What an incredible leadership tool. Well, as you know, at the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action. And I am more excited about this plan of action than I am about anything we've ever put on this podcast because I've done something like this before. I've adjusted it for you but this is worth it. And this is going to take some time. This is going to take an hour or more of your time. And it's also something that you're going to keep coming back to. But what I want you to do as a plan of action is create a relationship map. So a relationship map, I did this back when I, I went to on-site workshops, that therapeutic retreat center that I write about sometimes. I went there and they do the, all this sort of experiential therapy. I mean, you're like, you're very rarely sitting across from a therapist. You're usually guiding a horse around or hitting a, something with a wiffle ball bat, you know, something like that. It's called experiential therapy. It's pr- incredibly effective. It's, a whole, it's another episode. But one of the things they had us do was create a relationship map. So what you do is you write your name on a piece of paper at the center of the piece of paper, and then you write the names of the people who are closest to you, family, friends, those kinds of things. You write the names, but you actually write their names at the distance from you that you feel to them. In other words, what it revealed as we created these relationship maps and we talked about them in our, in our little therapeutic small groups Somebody realized, wow, my, my mother is very close to me and my father is standing between me and my mother. My, my father is literally on the other side of my mother, but my mother's blocking or, or vice versa, right? And you start seeing your brain tell you what's going on relationally in your life. It's, it was so fascinating. We did it with pieces of paper, but some people volunteered to do it with like yarn. So literally... They would stand there and the red piece of yarn would go to their dad and, and then somebody would play their dad and stand really close to them. And by the end of it, in this room with this therapy group, you just had this giant cobweb of relationships. And then, of course, the therapist steps in to say, tell me about your dad. Your dad is way on the other side of your stepmom or, you know, whatever. And it just revealed all of this stuff. Well, I'm not a therapist, <laughs> so I'm not looking at your, your relationship map. But here's the assignment. The assignment is actually to either take your leadership team or the people that you work with. I imagine we're all going to want to start with close family and friends and draw that sort of thing. Draw how far you feel from them. And then some you already know. It's just obvious that you would say this person's primal question is, am I loved? This person's primal question is, am I safe? This person's primal question is, am I a success? 
So step one is to actually draw the map. Step two is, is to kind of look at it and realize how far you are from certain people. Step three, if you will, would be to write down their primal question right next to them. And then just look at that map. Just look at that map. And as you affirm the answer to those questions for your family and your friends and your leadership team, the goal would be that those relationships would get closer. So the goal would be that people would stop feeling so far away. And whatever, you know, shaking the snow globe that's been happening in your life would actually stop. And those relationships would be closer as we begin to affirm the friends in our lives. I was uh, on a Zoom call the other day with an acquaintance, somebody that I didn't know. I volunteered a Zoom call just to help them with some career stuff. And they were, you know, it was very clear that like me, their primal question was, am I a success? And I ended the call by saying, hey, can I just tell you something? you are going to succeed. I mean, you are asking the right questions. You are doing the right things. You are going to succeed. And I mean, I just watched this person's face light up. Wow. And it felt so good for me to be able to give somebody something that felt encouraging. That's all it was. It was encouragement. Uh, But it was the right encouragement, right? I mean, if I would have said, you are loved, they probably went, that's weird. (laughs) But I could tell that that's what they really wanted. They wanted that. They wanted an affirmation of that question. Mike Foster, you have given us such an amazing tool. I'm honored to know you. His book is The Seven Primal Questions. You can get anywhere. I have no, we have no like uh, affiliate relationship with that book, by the way. It's just a good book. We have so many guests on, but every, every once in a while you just have somebody on and say, and you get to say, that's actually going to be healing. Not just That's not just going to help me make money. That's going to be healing for me. And I think The Seven Primal Questions is that. So honored to pass along Mike to you guys and introduce you to him and uh, honored to have you listen. I love making money. I love helping you make money. I love helping you grow your business. But this is equally, if not more rewarding when we get to have these kinds of conversations and we we don't get to have them all that often. Okay, everybody. Thanks as always for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast where we help you optimize your small business for revenue and profit using our six-step plan. Again, you can create your six-step plan for growth at smallbusinessflightplan.com. See you again next week.